0: Hey, Slingers, welcome back to another week of the Word Slinger Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about bootstrapping your writing career, so stick around, hear what I have to say next. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours now? Here's the guy who invented pants-optional, Kevin Tumlinson, the word slinger. Word slinger. I don't know. We'll come up with something. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna be working on that for a while. The whole name of the uh, the episodes <laughs> until I get the right thing. It's got to be the right thing. Um. So anyway, on today's solo slinger, we are uh, we're gonna be talking about bootstrapping your writing career. It's a favorite t- topic of mine, really, because bootstrapping is uh, kind of the core of everything I love. About entrepreneurship, <laughs> about startups, about you know all the all these uh, all these uh, enterprises out there that started with basically nothing and built built their way up. I highly recommend, by the way, just as a side note, there is a podcast put on by NB, NPR. Uh, Guy Raz is the host. It's called "How I Built That," and it is a fantastic. It's, it's in some ways it's similar to this show. Uh, the interview. Um, episodes of this show it's a lot more highly polished than uh the Ward singer podcast but he talks to the people behind the brands that you know and love so he's talked to uh folks who founded companies like i'm listening to the one about zappos uh the the shoe uh retailer online uh he did uh, an interview with the guy who started honest tea um and a whole bunch of others. I mean, uh, just some really fascinating stories. I'm going through them one by one, even the ones that, I, that normally wouldn't appeal to me. I listened to the interview with the, the woman who started Dry Bar, which is about these blow-drying places <laughs> that, that actually help uh, women uh, style their hair by blow-drying. Um, so listening to these things, it's been incredible to me how much I'm able to learn from these like case studies of startups. And most of these people started with absolutely nothing. Uh, if you've listened to Words on Your Podcast for a while, I am—I uh, kind of have a similar approach. I, I don't just interview authors; I interview really anybody uh, with the idea of we can learn from all these different entrepreneurs and industries. It's—it's it's, there's there are resources out there <laughs> that we may not know about, uh, but that may be useful to us as indie authors. So um, that is. That's kind of what this episode is about. The well, it's sort of what it's about. So the idea of bootstrapping is um, you build your business from the ground up using just the resources you have. Uh, you you do it yourself. You're you're this plucky entrepreneur who uh, basically goes out and you know figures out what they need to know, what they need to have, and uh, you achieve that. Um, that has always appealed to me. It's very, it's very individual approach, individualized approach to, uh, building any sort of business. I think as authors though, it, it's just, it just fits. <laughs> it's it's just oddly appropriate for authors to, uh, to think about how they can bootstrap their careers. Um, now <clears throat> I did this and I got to tell you, I, I, I don't think I, I still operate like I'm bootstrapping my career. Even though now, these days, I make I make plenty of money. I make really good money doing this. Um, I still operate as if I don't have any money, as if everything is dependent on me. Um, and I think that works to my advantage. Now, where I bootstrap, uh, it kind of came in... so early on, let me just walk you through, uh, Kevin Tomlinson's writing career. (laughs) So, I mean, I'd been writing my whole life. Writing is actually kind of the easy part for me. Um, that's the thing that I never really had that much trouble with. I did have some trouble early on with, um, writing long format stuff. I had to develop a bit, a discipline around that so that I could write full length books. But you know, the actual writing was never, um, was never all that much of a burden for me. Um, It just, you know, I I learned a few skills early on, and I applied those skills. learned a few more skills, applied those skills, and just kept going. So, so, uh, where bootstrapping came in for me was when I decided I wanted to start publishing full-time. Or, well, I wanted to start publishing long-format stuff. I pulled together enough discipline, we'll say, to write that first book. Uh, well, let's let's skip ahead because I had a traditional contract, <laughs> and that didn't work out so hot. Uh, I didn't like the deal. It was going to cost me money out of pocket that I really didn't have. Um, so uh, I ditched that, and I, I eventually I, I fast forward a little bit to 2008. I indie publish. Okay, so we're going to talk about indie publishing as a career, and uh, and how I bootstrapped my own indie publishing career. That sets the that sets the stage. Okay. Uh so 2008 I write another book <clears throat> and um I start you know looking around to find out what it's going to take to to publish this thing. I I had encountered early versions of CreateSpace and uh KDP whatever they were called at the time, they were called something different. I encu- I had encountered those, I started hearing stories about folks like Amanda Hawking and uh you know people who were making a lot of money uh publishing as indie publishers um so i knew i knew some of what i needed i knew that i needed um a cover designer i knew that i needed someone to do my layout i knew that i needed someone to build a website uh you know there were all these elements to the career now before this i had done a lot of web design Um, even had a small business doing web design Uh, so i had that as a skill set and as a part of that, I had gotten into graphic design, so I had that. I had photography skills and video skills, so uh, right away I was able to utilize some of my existing skill set to uh, to get started. Uh, so let's just focus on the website for a second. I built a website. I um, you know for a while I was hosting, I I was paying for a server and a whole bunch of other stuff, and I was hosting everything myself. Uh, I don't do that now. I use Squarespace now. I'm not an affiliate of Squarespace. Maybe I should be. Uh, (laughs) But I like Squarespace. I like how secure it is. And I like how simple the interface is. How easy it is to build a a stunning website. And if you go to kevintomason.com or wordslingerpodcast.com, you'll get to see one of the websites I've built um, on that platform. So that will give you kind of an idea of what you can do there. Um, So I built a site. I created graphics for it. I created a copy for it. Things that I do. <laughs> Things that were part of my career. So I'm using my skills. Um, I needed a cover, so I went and I looked at other covers that were in the same genre. This is something I tell I tell authors to do. This even if you aren't going to build your own covers, go go into bookstores, go onto Amazon, find covers that are that are uh, for books in the same genre as what you write and uh, try to get your cover to look like those. You don't have to mimic that design exactly, but you should spend some time making sure your book fits in on the shelf beside those books, <laughs> that it resembles those books enough that uh, someone looking at them might say, okay, this is a professionally printed book. I'm gonna buy it. Um, so I did all that. I did the research. I had designed a cover, used my skills. Now I had to learn a few new skills because of this. You know, which is now, now we're getting into the real meat of uh, this idea of bootstrapping. Um, it's not just about using the resources you have. It's about being willing to go out and find and cultivate new resources and new skills so that you can fill in any gaps that you have. Uh, that includes meeting people who might be able to help you out. Um, now, if you don't have design skills... Uh, web design or graphic design if you're not a good copywriter uh, don't fret there are services out there but what we're talking about right now is how to basically do this for free um, or with the cost of time so I would recommend that uh, you know once you've kinda done your research let's just start with a cover once you've done your research and found out what kind of cover you need what it needs to look like um, and if you can't afford to hire a designer then I would start looking around for ways to build that cover uh, yourself now I've talked about Canva in the past Uh, Canva has a uh, uh, a design a cover design template that you can use for free I do recommend that Uh, it gives you a lot of control you can you can uh, choose from a photo library that they have on the site they've got some free photos you can use stock photos Uh, You know that keeps you from having to fall back on things like Microsoft Paint, (laughs) which I don't even think paints around anymore. But the you know using like a a, a cheesy graphic editing suite of some kind or you know drawing program probably is not going to be the best bet for you. It's also not a good bet to just take a photo of uh, of something on your on your camera phone and just use that raw as your cover photo. Um, You're going to want to gonna want a little more professionalism <laughs> we'll say you're gonna want a little more finesse uh i say that because just recently i was looking over someone's covers they literally took a picture <laughs> they took a picture of their front yard there's like this light pole uh in their front yard with this crappy looking light just sort of dangling off of it like it's been damaged in high wind or something uh their grass hadn't been mown in a while, apparently, uh, the house looked pretty bad, in pretty bad shape. <laughs> so, you know, now that maybe that's perfectly fine for whatever it is you're trying to do, but this guy was writing a fantasy story. So uh, it just didn't fit. I don't even know what he was going for there. I guess because there were trees? <laughs> don't know. I don't know. Which makes me wonder if there's a sort of blind spot when it comes to this sort of thing. And I think to sort of compensate for that blind spot, you might want to consider bringing some folks in to, uh, to, to critique your work, you know? Um, so, okay, you can you can pick stock photos and, and you have text treatments and things in Canva. There are other applications out there that'll let you do this as well. If you happen to have access to Photoshop, that's great. If not, there are free graphics editing suites out there like GIMP and GIMP Shop. G-I-M-P Shop uh, is one. It's very similar to Photoshop and the way it operates. Uh, there are tutorials online for all these things. And so that brings me to another aspect of this. If there is a skill you need and you can't afford to pay someone else to do it, it's just down to you or nothing, um, that is a perfect time to hop on YouTube and uh, and start looking for tutorials on how to do certain things. Um, maybe you won't find a tutorial for how to build a book cover in GIMP Shop. You might not find that, but search for it anyway. Uh, book cover design. Search for you know base, you know j- basic tutorials on how to use GIMP or Photoshop or Canva or whatever. Uh, they're out there. And so the the idea here is that you are reaching out and learning a new skill reaching out and f- adding something to your repertoire of resources that will allow you to uh to step up your game later <laughs> if that makes sense um so there is that there is uh the, so that's the cover design aspect of this uh, i'm gonna say by the way and maybe and i'll try to remember to get to the news story about this uh, later but uh you might consider focusing at first on ebooks because first of all, there's very little overhead involved with ebooks, uh, you know aside from things like cover design and layout and all that, uh, which you know we're, we're going to talk about how you can uh, do that stuff for free. But uh, you know, th- right now there's a, there's a paper shortage, which I'll talk about a little later. but print is expensive in that there is overhead. Uh, in order to get a proof copy, you have to pay, you know, a certain amount. It's like three or four bucks. Usually some people don't, don't have that kind of cash. I mean, honestly, some people don't have just random cash to throw at things like that, you know, to pay for it. Cause it's not going to be like three bucks. It's going to be like three bucks plus $15 in shipping, you know, or whatever. Um, if you can't afford that, it's completely fine. You, with an ebook, you don't have those costs. Um, so I would say if you're in the position where you really just legitimately don't have the resources to, uh, to spend on anything, uh, focus first on ebooks. books uh, You know, the writing part of this is a discipline, something you're going to have to come back to every day. We talked, I think, last episode about the idea of, you know, writing anywhere with whatever resources you have available. Um, you can write with pen and paper and that sort of thing. Libraries will give you access to computers. So you know you really don't have any limitations here. You can find a way to write your book, uh, and if you find a way to write your book, you're going to have a way to uh, publish it. And using a tool like Draft2Digital makes that a lot easier because you can do your your conversion, your ebook conversion, print layout, uh, all that stuff for free. Uh, so if you've used the free cover designer on Canva, and you use the free ebook layout and print layout on Draft2Digital and then you use the free distribution on Draft2Digital, I mean, your t- investment has really just been time. And that's that's a big key component uh, to bootstrapping. Um, so those are, those are some major things for the actual book, for the actual generation of the book. And we've talked about that kind of thing before. So this is a- almost more of a review of that. Uh, but now we want to talk a little bit more about once you've uh, once you've written the book, once you've managed to design a cover, uh, I didn't quite throw in web design specifically, but you know there are a lot of free uh, tools out there for web design: WordPress, Blogspot, uh, you know, half a dozen of them. So if you can't afford to pay for a website, there are plenty of free web options out there. Uh, I think Wix may have uh, a free option. So look into those, uh, but you might also look into Draft2Digital's uh, books to read platform, which has um, like our author pages, um, book tabs, reading lists, you know, these are, you know, this is a way for you to have a web presence without having to pay a dime for it. Um, Advice is going to come at you from all over the place about, you know, whether or not you should own your content, which you should, uh, but we don't. We don't claim any rights over anything you put up there, so you're you're free to do use our stuff any way you want. it Doesn't cost you any money, and you might consider using a platform like Blogspot or uh, uh, WordPress to build a blog and another site. Uh, you might also consider making sure you have a presence on Medium, which has a lot of um, there are a lot of people who uh, visit that site and read content on that site and share content on that site. So if you're putting your content there. It, it can help with your discoverability. So these are some ways for you to have a web presence. And, uh, I mean, I think right now we're that our, our total, uh, money output <laughs> for our overhead is uh, zero, right? It's zero to some undefined number. You can put, throw as much money as you want at this. Um, but I love getting as close to zero as possible. So, uh so okay so far we've discussed um writing the book doesn't cost you anything you can do that you know by hand you can do it at a library uh, so you don't even have to have the investment of equipment if you happen to have an iphone or an ipad or a small laptop or a desktop computer you know that you're covered you can write on those things and publish from those things but the library will will allow you to uh to publish from their from, you know from their computers you can do it from there um Dropbox is a free, you can have a free account on Dropbox, so you can store your book in Dropbox. Or Google Drive is also free. Uh, Google Drive has, a, you know, it's attached to the Google Docs and the, the whole Google Office suite. And that's all free software. So, love free. Um, <laughs> okay, so now let's talk a, bit, a little bit more, or let's get into a, a different aspect of uh, bootstrapping your career. And that's going to be, um, we're going to talk a little bit about marketing and a little bit about how to run your the business aspect of your uh, writing career. Um, let's talk about business a little. So uh, you want to, you know, you're going to be making money, hopefully, uh, from the sale, the sale of books. So you're going to want to track this stuff. Now, there are tools out there uh, they will let you do all kinds of things, check your reports and all that. What I like about um, recently... Uh, KDP um, has introduced a, a beta for a new sort of book report. You know, there was Book Report, which was a plugin that would let you sort of slice and dice the uh, the data from uh, Amazon's reporting uh, into something readable and digestible. Uh, but they uh, they just raised the price on that to like twenty bucks a month. Um, of course, it's free up until you make your first thousand dollars in uh in sales and once you hit a thousand dollars i i kind of feel like you know 10 or 20 bucks uh, for something like that is it shouldn't be that big a deal but i can understand why people don't want to pay that um well the good news is that you know you don't have to anymore kdp has introduced this uh reporting tool it's in beta Uh, when you go to your kdp account and you click on reports um there's a little thing right now at the top that says try out the beta you can click on that and I've been playing with it now for a couple weeks and I am really impressed uh, I I'm really impressed with how it works there's some things I wish it did that it doesn't do but it's 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 really up there uh, it's really quite powerful so and it makes it very easy to read your uh, you know your figures <clears throat> you can see your sales uh, sales of units sales of page reads you can see an estimated uh, royalty due um, you know you can even uh, move around day by day and see what you made you know yesterday day before etc see what your current day sales are uh so there's a lot to that and that's a free tool for being in the uh the kindle direct publishing uh ecosystem draft to digital has a very similar report reporting tool uh that tells you all your sales and all your all the different platforms that you distribute to through draft to digital so you can see all your reports, you can see royalties due, you can see royalties paid, Um, and there's a whole bunch of little pre-built charts that you can pull up uh, to see how things are going. You can check sales by storefront, and sales by country, and things like that. So uh, that is very handy, and that's part of running your business, so there's no overhead to that either if you do it this way uh, and if you use something like Google Sheets or if you happen to have Microsoft Excel or whatever you can you know you can throw this stuff into a spreadsheet and generate charts and what have you it's not really my bag uh, <laughs> but you can you can do all that. Um, I re- I do highly recommend by the way the Google Office stuff uh, it just it works very well it's universally compatible no matter what device you're on uh, I do like the word processor I mean the fact is it's, it's just a great office suite for no money. It's compatible with practically everything. Uh, it ha- it has its downsides. <laughs> there are, there are always going to be things that are not perfect. Um, but Microsoft office doesn't, isn't perfect either. So, uh, so there's all that. And then, um, Okay, so that's you know more of the business size you want to also manage your accounting and, and things. Um, I recommend you know having a uh, getting one of the there there you can whatever your bank is. I use an online bank called Simple Bank. It is now owned by BBVA Compass. Uh, they merged about two years ago. When I got it, it wasn't. It was an independent. Um, I like it because it's uh, for one, it's it pays me sort of a dividend, or we'll just call it interest. It pays me interest on whatever's in there, like once a quarter, and it's not much. It's like <laughs> it's like .002% or something. But uh, you know, it's good for a quarter every now and then. Uh, but that's not that's not really why I like it. I like it because it is just like the name implies. very simple, uh, very straightforward. Uh, everything's accessible online. I can do transfers. Uh, it's got a great app it's well designed okay I like well designed Uh, and there are no fees for having it so uh, I don't like banks (laughs) go figure I'm not a big fan of the banking system Uh, I have bank accounts but I like to use services like USAA we had USAA accounts Uh, I used to have a Texas Dow uh, credit union account I uh, now I use simple so you know I like alternatives to the banks because banks tend to do things like charge fees you know charge you a fee for having an account if your balance is lower than what they like they charge you a fee if you want to transfer money out they charge you a fee uh, uh, simple really doesn't have those fees uh, so I would, I would encourage you to find a banking solution like that even if it's only for your uh, author business and I encourage you to have an account uh, separate from your personal account for your author business. Pay yourself a salary if you must. Um, I would actually try, I would, ad, I would advise you to, <laughs> here's financial advice from someone who, by the way, not a financial advisor and not all that great with money historically. Uh, getting much better with money. But here's the, here is some wordslinger financial advice. Um, use an app called Acorn which I will give you uh, a code for that actually. Uh, if I can find it real quick, but, um, if you use acorn, you can, there it is acorns.com. Um, don't go there. I'm going to give you a code, but if you use acorn, you can actually, um, have money rolled over into this account based on your spending. So it, it does this roundup thing. So, uh, you use your debit card, for example, and you go off and you pay a dollar fifty for something, and Acorn will will round that up to two dollars and put the fifty cents into an investment for you, on your on your behalf. Um, and then you can also add money to this, right? You can have a recurring uh, amount of income go into it, or you can. Um, just do one-time uh, uh, you know one-time investments and that sort of thing but what happens is you can choose how you want this money invested uh, and just I just let them do everything on autopilot and that allows uh, that money to grow fairly quickly over time um, it's 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 pretty remarkable how well it's done for me uh, so here's what I'm gonna do I've got a uh, I've got a URL it's acornscom slash invite. Slash H-R-H-T-Y-F. And those those letters are all uppercase. So acorns.com slash invite. Slash H-R-H-T-Y-F. If you go and you do that, I get some money uh, and you get some money. I think it's like five bucks for me and five bucks for you. Uh, so uh go go sign up for that i'm going to put that on the show notes uh so that you've got it um that way you can start investing your money so my recommendation is you know uh have a separate banking account for your your business uh and then if you're you know if this is side money for a while take all that side money put it back into the business so take a big chunk of it and put it in something that invests and grows and then uh, use the rest for things like as you get enough to pay someone to do your covers, stop making your own covers and start paying someone to do them. Uh, stop paying, you know, you, the layout and all that stuff's for free. But the things that you really should be paying someone for are things like book covers and maybe some other graphic design, web design, copywriting uh, to help market your work. And then you can start, you know, as it really grows, you can start investing in things like promotions and PR and that sort of thing. There are a lot of promotions out there you can do. As part of your business, uh, this is the marketing side, start looking for ways you can share, um, you know, trade t- uh, mailing lists and things with, uh, newsletters rather, with, uh, with other authors in your genre. Uh, you do want to build a newsletter. And the way you, uh, the way you do this, by the way, <laughs> start with the people you know and email them and ask them, you're going to want to set something up where they can download this. And I, I think, uh, you can, uh, book funnel is a way to do this, but there is some overhead with book funnel. Uh, maybe at first it's just offer to give, uh, someone a book. You will email them a link or a file or whatever. If they will, uh, give you permission to add them to a mailing list and then use, I used to recommend uh MailChimp, but I can't do that anymore. Uh, since they, they're switching gears making, uh, making it much more expensive to use them. Um, mailer light is a good one. So mail, go to mailer light, set up an account and, and just start asking people permission to add them to your mailing list and then ask them to, you know, start sending them emails. But in every email, ask if they'll share your email with someone who might be interested. That's a way to start growing and then go on Facebook, Twitter, everywhere you have a following uh, and you want to offer something. Offer some freebie. I recommend writing an original short story if you're a fiction writer, or an original article or something if you're a nonfiction writer. Something that is related to your book, but is not necessarily your book. Maybe it's the first chapter, you know, maybe it's some bonus content. Um, but offer what we call a top of funnel offer. You want to offer something to for free that gets people interested and gets them on your mailing list. And then wh- when they're on your mailing list, Don't spam them with buy my book all the time, but instead, uh, email them with some personable content, as I call it content that is engaging on a more personal level. You don't have to share personal details about your life. You don't have to, you can, um, I kind of recommend getting too personal or recommend against getting too personal, but, um, you can share things like, you know, hey, I was just in St. Louis, for example. I was just in St. Louis with my wife, and we went to the zoo. Hey, did you know that the zoo is free in St. Louis? Did you know that they also have other really cool free stuff? Uh, it was very inspiring. I'll probably write about that. Uh, by the way, speaking of writing, <laughs> or uh, thanks to everybody for being such a, a great, uh, you know, presence in my life, being a friend. Um I have, you know, my book, Kevin's adventures in St. Louis is available right now. Uh, if you get a chance, go pick up a copy. If you've already read it, I'd appreciate a review, uh, until, until next time, you know, and then you, uh, you write to them, uh, with some frequency, either once a month. I do it once a week, but some people advise against that and I can see why. Uh, but you know, keep up with them and treat every email you write to them as if it's a personal email, as if it's, uh, you're emailing a friend, okay? Uh, And then invite them to write back, saying, hey, what's your favorite travel destination? Where's the last place you went? Have you ever been to St. Louis? What would you do in St. Louis if you were back there? Um, And then uh, when they respond to you, respond to them, every email. Every time you get an email from somebody on your mailing list, you write back. You be kind and you, you are profusely thankful, and uh, grateful, and uh, you know, you treat them like, you know, like the heavenly angel that they are. <laughs> uh, so that's part of the marketing. Um, so I think we've covered a lot here, and uh, I'm—I mean, we're we're at time, so I want to go ahead and wrap up. But uh, I hope that this was coherent, and I hope that it was useful. But in just kind of in closing, let's see if we can wrap it up. And I don't have notes, so uh, bear with me here. But the idea here to bootstrap your writing career, um, is to first figure out what resources you have that can go into this, gather those up, make a list. Okay. Um, if you don't, if there's something you don't have or don't know and you need it, then either go out and cultivate the skill, learn the skill, use, use tools like YouTube, ask your friends, ask anybody you can think of. Uh, If you happen to know somebody who does this stuff, ask them to teach you or give you some advice. Uh, They may offer to do it for you for free. Um, Offer to make a meal or buy drinks or uh, take care of someone's dog or whatever to get them to do something you need for free. Okay. Give something in exchange for it, but uh, whatever it takes, go off and figure out how do I get what I need to do what I need to do. Um, So learn new skills, meet new people. Go off and, and research things as deeply as you can, so you know how to you know how to do the, as much of this yourself as possible, or you know what's going to go into it, so you know what to expect, you know what to look for, that sort of thing. <clears throat> um, get your business in order. Get a separate account for your author money. Uh, you know the old adage is pay yourself first. That's that's great. I think in this case, paying yourself first is putting every dime you make from your writing career back into your writing career as much as possible. Take 10% of it and put it into ACORN. <laughs> uh, and uh, I would appreciate it if you'd use my link. And uh, let me give that to you again. acorns.com slash invite slash all caps H-R-H-T-Y-F Use ACORN. Uh, we, we'll, I think you get five bucks and I get five bucks and I like that deal. Uh, but the reason I say use that is one, it's safe. I've been using it now for a couple of years. Uh, I've really watched my money grow. Uh, in fact, I've, I've, i every quarter I up the amount that I have going in on a recurring basis, but the roundups alone have netted me probably a few thousand dollars. So, uh, really worthwhile to put your money in there. And it's, uh, it's FDIC, uh, backed and everything. So your money is safe. Um. Anyway, that's my plug that's the only sort of sponsorship thing <laughs> uh, but put you know do w- put your money to work for you is what I'm saying and then uh, you know use um, the free resources that are out there Drafted digital has got a ton of free resources there's no obligations involved there uh, the uh, Google um, drive and Google Docs and Google you know Google Office that's all free for you to use Dropbox has a free Dropbox account you can use. Google Drive and Dropbox are pretty much the same. So uh, take a look at both. And uh, just, you know, what you need to do is make a make yourself a list of everything you need and, and put it up against the, your list of everything you have and everything you're capable of. And where there are deficiencies, make a plan right now to go off and build up against those deficiencies. Find find resources. So, um I think that's it, and uh, and I'll talk about this more, of course, in the future. This is one of my favorite topics, So, but if you need a little more advice, a little more guidance, uh, if this was not quite enough to, uh, to help you out, reach out to me. Go to WordSlinger. I'll be one of your resources. How's that? Go to WordSlingerPodcast.com. This show and other shows like it, by the way, are definitely resources. You can learn a lot from podcasts and that sort of thing. Uh, go to wordslingerpodcast.com, hit the contact button, email me with any questions you have. Or if you can leave a question on the comments on this, uh, on this episode. And I think this is episode 186, maybe? Let me check that. I'm going to double check that real quick. But um, the point here is uh, you can leave a comment on wordslingerpodcast.com on the show notes for this specific episode, and, uh, and I will get it, and I will uh answer your questions and it is going to be in fact episode 186. Um but otherwise that's going to do it. Uh we are we're out of time. Hope you got a lot out of this episode. Let me know. And I'm going to have more stuff like this. And if there are specific things you'd like to learn about in the future, uh you can you can let me know about that stuff too. I'm happy to try to, to uh I'll, I'll, if if it's something that can uh, be an entire episode, I'm happy to try to make that happen. Um but otherwise, I'm here for you, and uh, I hope uh, I hope I hope I can, I hope I can help. <laughs> so, God bless you. Thanks for uh, tuning into another week of the Wordslinger podcast. Uh, I'll be around, and uh, make sure you tune in Friday for our interview of this week. And uh, I'll see you then. Wordslinger.